Hey there, folks. It's Brock. Hope you are doing well and uh, happy weekending to you. What a world we live in. Um, and I wanted to share something that I, th- I heard this just the other weekend when I was on my way to somewhere else, uh, on my way to do something else. Uh, but I was taken in by this conversation because this is part of an episode. Uh, it's part of episode 65 of the We Got to Hang Out podcast, uh, now hosted by Christopher Strickland. Um, so yeah, this is a really, really good conversation. Again, I, I was really drawn in by the content. And this is Christopher talking to Kofi Shea from the United Kingdom. And uh, I'll read the description here. Kofi Shea hails from the United Kingdom and is the founder of the Ride for Unity, a multi-platform community that focuses on bringing people together and also providing representation in the world of cycling. Kofi hosts Instagram live chats on his platform every Friday, where Christopher recently had been a guest. So, in this episode, Kofi and I chatted about R4U and its origins along with the black experience and its uniqueness to the United Kingdom. And uh, in a time when we've been uh, turning over the black experience in America quite a bit, it's interesting to me to think about uh, what the corollaries are um, across the pond, as they would say. So, um, without further ado, I will share this excerpt. If you're interested in uh, this conversation, I'd encourage you to go and check out the entire episode, wegottohangout.com, and subscribe, because Christopher will continue to bring uh, equally thought-provoking and great conversations, uh, full of personality, full of great content. Uh, we are really glad to hear his voice on uh, on the podcast now that he's taken uh, taken the reins of it, and uh, yeah, uh, it's I recommend it. So, without further ado, the excerpt of episode sixty-five with Kofi Shea. You're like, yeah, yeah. Not, I just didn't want to say anything. Kind of like the same thing with anything in life, you know, even on social media or whatever. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And coming coming back to the connectivity with humans, the thing that uh, I consider often is that if you're lucky, you know what it's like to love somebody, um, and if you're not lucky, you know what it's like to have lost somebody. And and when you connect on that level, like that feeling is pretty hard or amazing and it may be slightly different things but when you talk in that language with people like they get it like there's no it's not a cut it's not anything it's not a color thing it's not a gender thing it's not whatever religious thing you get it you know you've loved someone or you've lost someone and you talk to someone who can relate with that and and you're on a level so i think being authentic is like super important and i don't know maybe because i'm getting towards like a landmark birthday this year could have something to do Uh-oh. with it. yeah <laughs> No, I'm good. I'm I'm really good. Like right now, I'm just like every day is great, and I don't feel my age because I feel like I don't know. I, I I'm just having fun right now. You know, I'm just trying to make the most of every day. Yeah, it's it's all about how you feel, man. I yeah. uh, I do want to um, just make sure that we we do get to this point. The one serious topic that we will, and it's not you know crazy serious, but I do want people to understand because I'm in the United States. You're in the UK, yeah. both black yeah. men. We've kind of talked about it before, but yeah. what is that? What is that experience and upbringing? I guess you know you did spend some time in Ghana, so that's a little bit different too. Yeah, you can also probably talk about the difference of being in the UK, going to Ghana, being around a bunch of black people all the time, yeah. and then going back to the UK where it's more mixed. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I feel like I've, I've lived like an amazing life in in general. I think growing up like the early school that I went to before I went to Ghana um, was quite international. So from, from that age, like I just, 
I don't know. I, there's like, if I think back, there's like Norwegian kids, there's Japanese kids, there's like Indian kids, like all sorts of international kids. So that started me off. That was like the beginning of my education, if you will, that, you know, there's all these other people. And then I had, I guess, two sides of my family. So my dad is like ultra professional, like super study, studious, um, has like a bunch of degrees. And my mum's more from like a kind of working class kind of background. So I guess growing up, I kind of, appreciated that there were there were two two different sides of the coin if not more um and then going to Ghana like at the time I didn't like it I, I really didn't like it and I can't pretend that I had this sort of cultural connection straight away I think the impact of that trip for me was felt only years after when I reflected on the fact that I guess a lot of the imagery that I saw on TV of Africa I was like that's not what I saw like I, I was living out there you know like I, I had like a bigger house than I have here I had like someone to drive me to school I had like a lot like I wasn't with a pot belly with no shoes standing outside a <laughs> mud hut with like sleeping my eyes but that was the image that I saw so Absolutely. like it, yeah. it, it, it just didn't reconcile you know like give money to African children I was like that's that's not how that's not how it that's not how it was that's not what I saw right. um so, so that was later on. But I guess growing up and in, in coming back from Ghana and coming here, I guess it maybe deep inside me it gave me a sense of like, I, I can be amongst lots of other people and not being a minority. But growing up, I didn't really feel my colour like a huge amount. Like I felt like I was akin to anybody else until I started to get some incidences of, I guess, racism, probably towards the tail end of senior school where, I got called like a monkey once upon a time and I was like what that and that made me laugh I was like how how do you how do I how can I be a monkey because if I'm a monkey why are you talking to me how can we speak because that don't make a sense um and then I think my 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 blackness if you will really became apparent to me when I went to university so went to university outside my 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 sort of bubble and it was then that I started to realize a difference in in the way that I was treated and and maybe I don't know I don't want to justify it or anything but it was noticeable in that you couldn't get a taxi late at night because the cab driver didn't want to pick you up and I never had that I never had that before certainly not in London um and then I had one incident where the police pulled up I was with some friends two of them were just messing around I had nothing to do with it the police officer came up and they zoomed past in the van and stopped and pick, picked me up and were like, right, you get in the van. I was like, mate, I didn't, I've not done anything. I was like, I'm sorry, I've not done anything. He's like, you will be sorry. Threw me in the van and said that I'd been causing an affray, which is you know, a kind of term for sort of fighting. Um, meanwhile, my friend, who was actually just playing with my other friend, a white guy, he was like, officer, it was it was me. I was, it was me and this guy here, not this, he's nothing. And the police officer's like, no, you're all right, man. You're good. You know. And I was like, whoa suddenly I was like how he's trying to tell you I'm nothing to do with it and yet you're fixed on me being the problem and it then started to dawn on me that perhaps when it comes to police they're not always there to look after my interests right and there was a bunch of other bits and pieces that happened but overall I have to say I don't experience racism in an overt way I think in the UK it's probably more subliminal but even then I have to say I'm really fortunate and really blessed in that the circles that I move in, I haven't really had a great deal to deal with. But when I talk to my friends that are black, like we all have a story about the time we got pulled over and you had to really prove who you were because the police weren't having it, that you could be driving what you're driving or doing what you're doing. And you just knew, you know, you know that you're, you, you're, you're guilty first and then you have to prove your innocence. It's not the other way around. It's just not the other way around. 
and and when we we only recently started sharing those stories with our friends that are white and stuff they're like damn like that that stuff just that doesn't that's not happened to me like and and that's the difference i feel like you being in the majority you can just be you an individual whereas when you're black you're the color first that's how i've seen it um and that's how it's kind of manifested itself and and leads to problems because it's a pre prejudice right it's like you're prejudged before they know what's what it's like this is the thing so yeah that's a little bit about kind of my journey there's a couple of things there that stick out to me is like one it's kind of like that what you mentioned about africa people have this certain idea this vision of what mm-hmm. it's supposed to be and i'm not even talking about blackness right now just just having the the model of oh yeah i've seen africa on tv before should be dirt everywhere and kids with pop right. bellies you know like just walking around the street which that's that's definitely a real element however that's not the that might not be the majority and two yeah. when you look at racism you know people who don't experience it like yeah i've seen racism on tv so cops supposed to come out get out of his car shoot you and then it's done right like that's what happens mm-hmm. like no not Definitely. not exactly that's not exactly how it goes <laughs> it's not, it's not how it's working right it's yeah it's like that is an extreme form of racism that's not yeah. the, the every day and and very similar to you i have i have my stories and i feel like i have plenty plenty I, if i i don't want to count them but if i had to assume maybe it's more than 10 maybe less than 20 of clear racist moments. Maybe it's more because mm-hmm. I'm not going to just sit here and try to count them. However, in my day-to-day life, I don't wake up thinking, oh, here we go, another day being Black in America. Right. You know, it's, yeah. not, it's not like that. It's, it, you, there are things that will reveal themselves where you're just like, shit, man, like, that really sucks. But then yeah. on the flip side, you just you go about your life. And I think that's what makes it really tri- tricky and hard for people to empathize with is because they, if it was the extreme all the time, then I think more yeah. people can wrap their heads around it. But because it's yeah. so nuanced and so subtle, people, it's been very challenging to get people to, to understand what's going on. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm so with you on that. And I think like the, the, you know, people talk about microaggressions, people talk about the below the surface stuff. And actually it is wearing, like you don't even realize the impact that it has, but when the, the image of blackness that you constantly see is associated with, you know, thuggery or wrongness or whatever, and the image of goodness is always associated with whiteness and, you know, God and Jesus and all that sort of stuff like it is subconsciously it, it must do something like you there's there's this thing that is in your head that what white must be good and it plays into this sort of superiority narrative and a lot of the bad stuff that's happened in history and i'm not like a super historian i, I don't know how deep we want to go on this but it's it's kind of airbrushed like there's some real atrocities that have been committed you know in terms of colonization the slave trade lots of stuff that's gone on but but that that bit's not talked about it's more about how you know, democracy was brought, civilization was brought, ignoring the fact that all of that good stuff was perfectly in existence and there, and people mind their own business, not trying to invade anybody, not trying to take anyone's resources. That was all there. So I think there's a lot to be said. I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not angry about this stuff. I'm just like there's a lot to be said for like having an awareness and an education around history and then an appreciation for the fact that like, like no one's better than anybody else. We're all on this journey together, like cyclists on the road. We were just trying to get from A to B without them and have a fair shake of the stick. And 
let's try and make that easy for each other. Because like a cyclist, you know the power of the peloton, right? We're all bunched together, mm-hmm. smashing the headwind. 100%. That's amazing. Let's, let's do more of that. That's, that's yeah. where I'm at, really. Yeah. Something, and I'm, I'm going to almost mess this up, but something I was listening to D.L. Hughley say, with the whole thing with Jesus, the imagery. It doesn't, you don't have to be religious to understand this. What does it say about a people who have used, who have, who have recreated the image? What does it say about them, their culture to be like the savior of humanity? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because we know it's yeah. a lie. Yeah. There's no blonde hair, blue eye guy walking around Bethlehem right now, <laughs> you know? And, and we've, we've subscribed to this. Black people have subscribed to this, you know, waving a white Jesus around on their fans in the church. It's like, it's not to go too hard on attacking the imagery right now in this conversation, but it should make people aware that you've been, that what we see at all times, if you see a Nike sign all over the place, you're going to want to buy Nikes. If you, if you see Apple phones, uh, iPhones everywhere, you're going to want to buy an iPhone. One of the oldest tricks in the book that is proven is making Jesus white and the savior of humanity when he was never white in the first place. No, no. And, and that's, that's my, my, probably my earliest gripe when you put it that way is, is that's where representation is so, so important. Like in modern day, like right now, you know, when you look at the brands and now I'm like discerning, like I'm not spending money. If I look on your Instagram or whatever, and you in this current climate haven't thought to include a bit of diversity. I'm not talking make it the majority, but a bit of diversity. Then I guess what you're saying to me is that you don't really want to appeal to me as a customer and therefore I shouldn't spend my money with you. Or, or maybe you want it if I'm just being you know, generous. But, but I'm not doing that because I think it's important. You need to see, you know, you asked me about the tour earlier on and am I watching it? And this year, normally I would. I'd catch the highlights and I'd watch it. And this year I was like, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling the way that cycling professional elite level cycling hasn't really stepped up to the plate to sort of make the stand that we've seen in baseball basketball american football in soccer our football over here we've seen all of these sports come out to say that they're anti-racist they're against it and i've just unless i've missed it and i've been sleeping i've not seen that from cycling and it's really hard because there's the the passion that i have for cycling and then there's the sport of cycling at the elite level and when i look at the elite level i'm like you guys are not repping what's going on on the ground level. And I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm not, I'm not going to wait. Like we, we start where we are. Like I said, we do what we can and people power will move corporations, which will move governments, which will move bodies, all that good stuff. But it, it just doesn't feel the same, like seeing and knowing everything that's gone on and not having the cycling elite level want to come out and say the UCI come out, British cycling come out and say, we are anti this. And, I know I make the assumption they don't want to do that because they know the blowback that's going to come from the fans. I don't know if you saw like the Tour de France at the end, like I, I think Kevin Razor and a few of the other guys put the mask on. And if you see the blowback that they got on social media from, from, from fans, mm-hmm. I just like, Oh, now, now I get it. Now I get why, you know, folks will want to play safe. Brands will want to play safe because it's, um yeah, it's, it's contentious. It's contentious. Yeah. It shouldn't be, but it is. Yeah, you know, um, my buddy Chris, Dirt Drops, he, uh, mm-hmm. he's, he's doing this whole photo series, and he was my first guest, and we talked about it there. And Bicycling Magazine has, I think they put, up until recently, I, I don't, I'm not going to check my phone right now, but they were publishing every photo that he, pub- like he made for the photo series for 
I would say about a month. So he would roll them out uh, once or twice a week and Bicycling Magazine would also publish these photos. They're published in their, in their print article and they're, pu- they're published on um, their Instagram. Talk about people coming out of the woodworks. They were getting slammed. Now, um, the, the chief editor, Bill Strickland, he, on his personal page, has come out and clearly stated he does not give a shit about why you think racism should live on or if you don't if you just completely ignore racism he has made it very clear you can get the fuck on you know but um but you know he's not saying that through bicycling he's saying that on his personal page however they have I, i i haven't looked at like if they've responded to these comments but to your point of like backlash they're getting a fair amount mm. you know, for, for publishing at least just that. And funny enough, the, the photos themselves represent very few black people. You know, the, mm. myself, Nehemiah's in there. Um, oh, these are, is it the half portrait ones? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I saw some of that. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So that's your guy, Chris did that. Yeah. Yeah. And, okay. and so me, Nehemiah, um, I know he had, uh, I, I think, I don't want to say he's Indian and he's not, but, He's either Indian or Middle Eastern. Uh, mm-hmm. His name's Karush. He posted him. Those are the only two people that I could think of off the top of my head that are of like brown skin. Folk. Right. You know, everybody else is a woman. Uh, I think he has somebody that's non-binary on there. I don't think he has, has anybody that's trans. Maybe he mm-hmm. does. But anyways, he's representing everybody, not just one idea. And so it's not like bicycling is posting a bunch of black people on their page saying, this is the face of racism. They're yeah. saying, this is the face of equality. And there's people coming out of the woodworks like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> Unsubscribe, unfollow, don't bring their shit to my feed. And it's like, guys, like you wow. are really showing your whole ass right now saying, I don't want <laughs> to get better. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, I, I think... You know, you've you've actually really given me some thoughts around that because I, I I used to when I started decided I was going to be active. So like June July, I used to go on pages like where they publish stuff. Like Zwift did something. They said like we you know we need to do better and all this stuff. And then people were just like tearing into them saying, "I don't pay my money for you to give it to the NAACP. <laughs> I don't this. I'm 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 following you. I want to keep politics out of like all this stuff and i'll go to town with some of these people i'll be trying to convert them and win them over and i think i saw one of your 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 videos i can't remember who it was with now but you were just saying that look i'm I'm not trying to convert people i'm just you you do you yeah and i'm gonna do me i'm not and and i've taken a lot of peace from that approach that you have because i was like you can't win like there's people that want to be open and open their hearts and their minds and be empathetic and reach across and say like dude like what is it really like i never knew i didn't have to know but what's it really like and what can i do to be active to make sure that the world is a better place because if we all win society wins like that is the that's the thing that's the thing it's not like you get less like if you can be yourself and unleash everything that you've got that you hold back in the inclusive and the collaborative way, there's going to be jobs. 
there's going to be opportunities. There's going to be creating magic that goes on that's just not happening right now because people are stifling who they are because they're not sure, right? So it's 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 a women thing. But if you if you can't see that and you won't understand it, you won't be open to it. I'm like I'm good. I, I'm not gonna I'm gonna work with the people that they want to be worked with. They want to be part of this. And you just you just do you. And I just pray to God that the tables are never turned and you find yourself in a situation where you're hoping for people to understand what you're going through and the struggles that you're dealing with because yeah karma is a, a, a bitch really i guess yeah. and you know and and we will we will move on but i think sure. i think this guy i don't know if this is when i made this stance i've always felt this way but i remember i was going back and forth with this guy for so long and he was pulling out all these bogus stats what about black on black crime please Ugh. shoot more white people than black people all these right. things and as invalid as they were I remember, I, I'm not going to say I had him pinned on an argument, like a, a retort, but I, I did make a strong retort to him and he changed the subject. And then he was like, you're from California. Why don't you go hang out with women with hairy armpits and da, 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 da. No. And, and, uh, and he, said, he said, he threw in some, some little jab about black people in there. And I sat back because he was being, before that, he was being so air quotes composed you know right, right, and right, right. whatever i had said had thrown him over the edge and i was like <laughs> bro had you said that from the beginning or just say i don't give a shit about black people i wouldn't have wasted the last 30 minutes of my life talking to you. <laughs> but here i am thinking you have you just have misinformation but the no. reality is you just don't give a shit no that's, that's fine thing. I love it. I love it. And honestly, that you've helped me with that. You've helped me shortcut that. And I'm like, right, you, you do you? Because it's actually like trying to teach algebra to a toddler. Like if you cannot understand, um, I can't have. The, you're not there. We're not at the place yet. And the thing that gets me, and maybe you can help me out with this, is is where I see people talk about Black Lives Matter, and I and I understand why they're saying that. But then you have people coming in saying they don't. They don't even acknowledge that. It's just all lives matter and i'm like i don't i don't really understand that but can can you help me just get that like what is the you say black lives matter and they say all lives matter what is the thing because it blows my head and i just can't i just i just leave it alone to be honest with you i i mean there's there's a there's a bunch of like little things like when people are you know was like I, I saw a meme that was like, oh, if it's Breast Cancer Month, you don't say like all cancers matter because it's just respect right. uh, to the the cause but the one thing that I was having a conversation with myself on is when it comes to All Lives Matter and uh, Blue Lives Matter, I don't know if Blue Lives is happening in the UK. Is that about the police? Yes. Yeah. 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 One, when it comes to Blue Lives Matter, you're opting into an, and we're going to be talking about identity here. You're opting into an identity that Mm -hmm. puts your life more at risk. Same thing if you're in the military. The military doesn't have to do anything with this conversation, but they are opting into a job that can definitely jeopardize their life, and it's Mm -hmm. a part of it. Being born Black is not opting into anything, for one. No. No. Now, moving forward, and this could get... I'm going to find myself editing this, which is fine, uh, (laughs) because it's, like, long-winded. But if you're talking to somebody and you say, hey, if I fired you for no reason, would you argue with me? The answer would probably be yes. You know, like, the, you know, if I, if I had control over your job and I said, hey, you're not going to work here anymore, you know, goodbye, you know, pack your bags, leave. You'd be upset. Yeah. Any, any person would be upset. Yeah. But that same logic doesn't apply when you see somebody saying, hey, 
you're black. I'm going to mistreat you. It might end your life. You know, it might leave you paralyzed like Jacob Blake, you know? Blake, yeah. And that is where these all lives people draw the line and they're like, nah, you know, he had some tickets in the past, <laughs> you know? He, he did go to jail before. Oh my I God. just see why you could paralyze somebody. However, if you do anything to me that is like remotely threatening my job or existence at all, I'm going to have a fucking problem. It's like you are electing to draw a line on your logic. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, are, you yeah. are choosing. It is an actual choice to say all lives matter. It is an actual choice to say, oh, Black lives matter? All lives matter. We aren't talking about everybody because everybody's not getting killed. Like, you no. know, it's just like no. one of those things, like, who are the all? Show me the all that are getting shot. Like, show me, show me the, and all lives matter is really only applying to white people, and we know that. So yeah. show me, <laughs> show me the white guy with the, with the knee on the back of his neck that died in public on camera, and then the cop, well, in this case, Derek Chauvin is arrested, but, and then the cop gets off, you know, and there's no charge. That's the other thing. And it's like, I, I, it's just so crazy to me. The guy that I was arguing with, he goes, white officers, white officers shoot more, shoot and kill more white people than black people. You don't have to be wrong about that statement. You want to know why? Because we're talking about black people who don't have guns shooting at police officers. So even if white officers shoot more white people, we're talking about unarmed black people. Where's your stat at, bro? Like, mm -hmm. you know, you, like, do you have the stat for unarmed? Because we're only talking about unarmed people. I have yet, and I will laugh my ass off if anybody is arguing about black people shooting at the cops and then us being mad that the cops shot back at them. Because oh, we're not arguing God. about that. We're, no, not. we're not talking about that. I mean, <laughs> like, and, 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 and black people generally, I don't know, I don't know, I would generalize, but you, you just start playing that game, you're not going to make it. I mean, this at the moment, what we're dealing with is, is people. And it's, 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 we don't have guns in the police force as prevalently right. as you, you know? And that's the thing where I say the experience is a bit different. Like if I see the blue lights behind me in my car, and it really, really, really happens these days. Sure. Um, I'm not thinking this could be a life or death scenario, but I imagine over there, like you just mind your own business, let alone pull out a gun. I mean, that is just, you, you're not doing that. Well, <laughs> if, if the, so, as this at this point in the United States, when police are talking to, to black people, we're damn near ready to strip naked to like just remove all questions possible. Like, yeah. I don't know, I don't know where these like other assumptions come from, but you know, with All Lives Matter, I think that you just gotta poke and prod to see where the logic, the error in logic is because I don't like using cliches because cliches go over people's heads. So if, you, if somebody says all lives matter and you say, well, we know all lives matter, but it's going to go over their head. So it's just a matter of saying, what is it about Black Lives Matter that you don't like? Mm. You know, that's the question that you could possibly ask. Like, just like, get, get to the point. Like, what is it about Black Lives Matter that you don't like? Because if you, if you try to, po like, if you try to take a soft approach, you'll get nowhere. Yeah. That's like, a, yeah. back to what I was saying. It's like, just tell me you don't fuck with black people. Like, I, I'm, I'm yeah. okay with that. Just like, I already respect. Know. Respect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, then we, then we, then everyone knows where they stand. But I think, you know, on that, like, um, and I know we got to move on in, in a little bit, but I, I feel like when there is like these conversations that happen and it's, it's different for, you know, everybody, but I feel it's like just trying to really listen with empathy, listen with love, and try to understand what that person is saying and doing. And I know you said don't use cliches, but 
but the cliche I use is like, look, you, you come home, your, your girlfriend, Chelsea, or my wife, Ginny's around, and they come to us and they say, I've had the worst ever day. Like, I fell down the stairs and this happened. And that. You, you're not, your first reaction, because you care, is not, oh, well, last week I fell down the stairs and can you believe it? Like, I really hurt myself <laughs> up doing that. Like, you, you're not, you're not just start that shit and see what happens. I mean, forgive me for swearing, but no, no. it's not going to be that way. You know, you're going to be listening to what they're saying because you care about that person. You're going to respond in a compassionate way and try and reassure them that things are going to be okay. And you're there for them, right? And mm-hmm. and that's the basics of it. But but I feel like when I listen and see stuff, there's an emotional capacity or understanding that it's, it's not this, it's not there. It's just, I guess, the motivation to engage it is not there. It's a um, choice. It's, it's, everything you yeah. said, is, it's a choice. Like you have to, you unfortunately have to choose to be compassionate and for some reason, because if I told somebody all lies, man, if I told them, hey, like, I hope none of you guys ever, you know, get killed by the police. I hope, like, if you guys got a movement going on, I'll be there. I guarantee you, they'll yeah. be like, come join us. But if I said, yeah. okay, I'm going to join you. But then you're going to come to a Black Lives Matter movement, too. They'll be like, ah, look, hold on. Hold, hold the fuck on. <laughs> what are we talking about? You know, like, they're like, when it comes to Black people, you know that I don't mess with y'all. You know, and that's like... Yeah how it always is it's like it's always it like, it's all for me and that's what it is it's all for me yeah none for you you know no it's none for you and and, I, and I, just my last my last thing on this that i i always love is that when when people are so vehement about this i i often just want to say to them it's like okay well if it's not a problem will you swap let's just swap you you yeah. swap with a black dude in america i've got a number of them that i know now like swap with one of them would you do that and they won't because they know what time it is they yeah. know deep down what time it is and they won't swap so oh, you know right, let's, gonna, let's, let's be honest we we are gonna move on but to that point that was okay. like excellent is uh I, I saw something today and i think it was actually one of your people as a matter of fact uh you black cyclist isn't that a uk guy oh yeah he is yeah manny arthur yeah and uh did you see his post today uh, I've, he's been doing a lot recently, so um, let me tell me what it is, and I'll tell no, you. I'll, okay. It's, it's okay. I just wondered. I didn't want to. I I didn't want to say something you already were aware of, but I don't know how true this is. But it was just funny to me in general. It was like in 1967 or something like that, or 19 something, a long time ago. Uh, a black student wrote an article about Hitler and said, to, "If if it, obviously if he didn't commit suicide to punish Hitler, they should have just made him a black man in America." And I was just like, yeah, man, it was, you that'll know, do <laughs> that'll do it. That'll fix everything. Like if you, if you want some real punishment, just come, come to the United States and be black, you know? So anyway, uh, I, I, I feel for you guys. I feel for you guys. So yeah, we're sending, we're sending love and solidarity and all of that good stuff because yeah, as human beings, first and foremost, like what, what we see happening is, is not heartening. It's not great at the moment, but we can hope for better times. So yeah, we, we all feel for you guys over here. Yeah. I mean, we feel for everybody. I mean, I think, I think you see people, I'm, I, I used to hate when, um, when black people would say what's up to me and not to my white friends, you know, like, I don't know if that happened, mm-hmm. but that's definitely like a thing here in the States. And, yeah. you, I've, and I've been aware of it since I was a kid. Like, you know, I'd be with my parents and we'd be around a bunch of people, a black person sees another black person like, Hey, what's up brother? You know? And I'm like, yeah. like, I'm like, man, why are they ignoring everybody? And you know, yeah. now because this is our like second version of the civil rights movement. Now I get it. Like when I see black people, I'm mm. stoked, you know, like, and, and before it's just like, I treat everybody, you know, equally, but now I see yeah. black folks and I'm like, I'm vibing. Like, I'm like, yes, like, I'm glad to see you're yeah. here. You know what I mean? Just in general. Like, yeah. I'm just glad to see you here. Yeah. But, uh, so anyhow, 
what do you got coming up in the future? Like you obviously have more shows coming up, um, more Zwift rides. Let's let's plug what you got going on. Yeah. So yeah, coming up, I'm I'm keeping the theme the same. I'm I'm diversifying with the panel of people that I'm going to be speaking with over the coming weeks, and it's brilliant. Like the engagement's been smash, smashing. That I've got conversations lined up going into December now, like the start of December, yeah. um, and some really interesting chats. So like hopefully the timing works out, you can check it out. Um, on the Zwift rides, we're back. We're back. We're doing our Wednesday thing. Um, on the outdoor rides, it's difficult right now because the, 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 the R number, the infection rate in the UK certainly is rising. It looks like we're going to hit a second wave. So that's taken a bit of a quiet seat. Um, but something that I'm super, super excited about sharing is um, the development of some Ride for Unity cycling clothing. So that's something yeah. that's in the pipeline. Um, there was a lot of engagement. I, I had a T-shirt that I wore and people took to that. So I asked for feedback and folks said they'd buy it. So we're going to get some of that made um, and in a few weeks it takes time i've never done this stuff before so it takes time but um that should be coming in a few weeks and i also just recently signed up a partnership with a charity um well i'll tell you now no one knows it yet but it's called laureus um and they have the sport for good foundation and their mission and their values is to use sport as a vehicle to reduce violence and violence and discrimination and, and they're a global charity i don't know if you've come across them at all and spell it laureus is l-a-u-r-e-u-s okay no I, I haven't heard of them but um yeah hopefully it's no, I love them. Are aware of them? I love them. Check them out. Otherwise, yeah. Uh, Nelson Mandela was their patron, like in '95 or whatever. So, yeah, yeah so good, good, big, good big deal. Yeah, yeah, it's a big deal. He's he's my guy. Well, he was my guy. All right, and uh, like I said, go back and check out the entire episode if you found this to be compelling. Uh, I think this is stuff that everybody should hear, really, and particularly if you're interested in bicycling, uh, these are the voices we need to listen to. Um, so. If you are that voice, I also encourage you to uh, put your voice out there as well. Uh, And if you're not that voice, seek out the voices and listen to them. All right. uh, Have a great weekend, and we'll be back with uh, a, a new episode of the Sprocket Podcast in not too long.